smart, Barry. I know. I know. Hello. This is Writing Real Life, a podcast about writing, publishing, parenthood, and marriage. I am Barry Liga, and with me, of course, it would be a shock if she weren't here, Morgan Baden. Hello, Morgan. Hi. So we, we've been uh, AWOL for a little we while. We have. Uh, that's my fault. No, it's not. Uh, well, you know, I, um, I, I was going to wait to talk about this until after it was resolved. Yeah. But who the hell knows when this is going to be resolved? So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've been... Um, uh, not, not to go into it too, in too much detail, but basically for like four months, I've been pretty much in some level of pain every single day. Yeah. And um, and and the doctor. Has it only been four months? It feels like longer than no, that. No, for real. I, I, it's been it's four, longer, it's, right? It's, no, it's been since June. June, July, August, September, October. So we're entering into so the we're fifth the month. Fifth month yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And it, it, it has not been pleasant for either of us. Me because I'm in pain and you yeah. because... I'm in pain and therefore <laughs> not terribly helpful. Um, and I thought that, that it would almost be over by now, but it's not. But anyway, so like all of my energy has been, you know, focused on getting work done mm-hmm. and then doing what I can with the kids. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, so we have, there's not been a lot of leftover Barry for podcasting. Yeah. So that's why, that's why we're, we're late. But anyway, we are back. Um, and uh, and here we are. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of crazy things going on. Mm-hmm. We live in a crazy world, as we know. Uh, I do feel like we should commemorate the release of the Flash Book One. Yes, yes, that happened. Which has happened. That happened while we were on a little mini hiatus. Uh, October third, that book came out, and I was at New York Comic Con that uh, that weekend to sign copies. And I gotta tell you, like, I've been to Comic Con before to to sign books. And man, I have never blown out so many books. That's so cool. Which makes sense because I've never right. had a comic Written book thing yeah. to to set, to show it at Comic Con before. But I did two separate signings for my publisher, um, and oh my god, it was crazy. Yeah, and it was. I mean, a lot of fun, obviously. Yeah, and also you were in the same room as Jillian Anderson, so that's exciting for me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, some you know particles of her wafted over to me, and I brought them home, and that was very exciting for you. Um, so yeah, uh, flashes out. I, I hope that people will enjoy it. I had a blast writing it. Um, he, it's true, guys. He did. Yeah, second book is done, and uh, I'm almost done the third book. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. You write like a flash. <laughs> that, God, that was such a bad joke. That was a very bad joke, but it's but that's so okay. true. Like I feel like. Yeah, let's put it in perspective. Ready? Sure. Our son is eight and a half months old. He is. Almost nine months old. Eating steak. And like, didn't you, when was book one due? Book one was due... You started writing it like in February, right? I started writing it like the last weekend in January. So yeah. you started writing it before he was born? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when only, you put it that way. He's not even nine months old and you're already almost done with book three. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair here. These are short books. Perfectly they're, acceptable length of books. They're to be like pr- of be, which to be proud of between, the time you spent writing them. Between forty and fifty thousand words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. When you put it that way, oh my god, that's it, insane. It, it's like it's like a hundred and almost one hundred and fifty thousand words yeah. in in nine months. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty crazy. And it's not stopping anytime soon because once I'm done with this, um, you and I have a secret project right that we cannot talk about yet. Uh huh. But 
but are actively working but on we, it. But we are, well, you are currently, actively, currently working actively working on it. I will it, yeah. be actively working on it very shortly. Um, and then there is another project yep. um, that I will be actively working on very shortly. And, um, and then you're taking a long vacation. I, when I am done with all these books, <laughs> I am going to take an insane hiatus yeah. because... I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. I will have written something like three hundred thousand words in twelve months. You it's... will have written five books in about thirteen months. Yeah, yeah. one of them co-written. One co-written, yeah. But, but you're not that much help. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many things I could say right now. Oh, I know. I'm just not going to. Um, no, but think about that, yeah. Barry. That's insane. Yeah. So, so anyway, anyway, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. And also, we just had to take a break because our daughter is supposed to be asleep, and she's not. And her new thing every night this week has been to scream and cry because she has somehow messed up the blankets on her bed. Yes. And apparently only we can fix them. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say it's actually very cute watching her try to fix them on the monitor. That is funny. It's That's true. It's very funny. That's true. But no, um... Let's Anybody talk about has, having a three-nager. I was going to say, yeah, this kid, a three-nager. <laughs> Anybody who uh, has advice for uh, how to handle a three-year-old without violence, uh, we'd love to hear it because, man. She's not even three for another couple of days. As we record. By the time you hear this, she will be Yeah, three. but it's like a switch flipped yeah. a week ago. And oh, there's like one to two tantrums every day. Yep. And they are tough. Like... I don't, they're really tough. Yeah. No, she's, uh, she's going through stuff. Yeah. And you know, you, you, you're sympathetic to that. And, and, but yeah, like there's times you just want to say, no, shut up and lay down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that. Cause and you, well, obviously you can't say No, that. I know, but it's like, I try, I keep trying to like, as she's going through it, I try to focus on the positives of like, God, she's cute. You know? Right. So like. So that way I don't get upset and I don't get annoyed and blah, blah, blah. But it's tough. Like we're, like I said, one to two per day, every day this week. And it's, yeah, I, I welcome any and all suggestions for how to deal with a three-year-old's tantrums like this. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about, uh, a couple different things, um, this week. One of them being, there's a book out called American Heart. That most of our listeners is, is it out yet? Uh, oh yeah, that's a good point. I, don't I actually don't even know if it's out yet. Yeah. It might just be out soon. Uh, a lot of our listeners probably already know about this, um, and there's been controversy about it, uh, as there was controversy about the book The Black Witch that we talked about a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. It's a similar controversy where um, uh, some people are very upset uh, by the by the story, um, by the idea of uh, it's a, a white main character who is living in a dystopian future where Muslims are being put in uh, basically concentration camps, and uh, this white character is okay with that. And then over the course of the book, comes to learn, no, this is not a good thing. I'm I'm not in favor of this. Um, and and the controversy, the the main main controversy is that Kirkus, when when Kirkus originally reviewed the book. Kirkus gave it a very good review and gave it a star, mm-hmm. um, which is a very nice thing to get from Kirkus because they're notoriously prickly. Um, and uh, apparently the reviewer was a was a Muslim uh, and gave the book a star. And then there was this this, you know, 
stuff online, people upset about it, and Kirkus changed their mind and actually went back and rewrote the review and took away the star, mm-hmm. which I have never heard of. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Yeah. And has, has Kirkus ever done that before? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think the I reason think why either, people yeah. are so surprised is because this is something that just doesn't happen. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, Roger Sutton at Hornbook wrote a, a nice, uh, editorial about how, regardless of how you feel about something, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go back and change your review and change your star. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. We'll also put a link to a couple of other articles about this in the show notes. Um, and I guess, I mean, I don't know, like this is a very fraught issue these days in YA. Of course, a very fraught issue. And I just changing the review. This is the thing I want to talk about changing the review. I I, I agree with everything Roger Sutton wrote. Um, it is, it, it, it is, is a really, you're setting a very dangerous precedent and it's a very, um, it, it, it is unfair, not merely to the author. People may not care if it's fair or not to the author, especially if they think this is a, a morally compromised book. They may not care if it's fair to the author. But it, it, it's also unfair to the people who rely on Kirkus. Yeah. And it's unfair to the reviewer who wrote the review. Yeah. One of the things that I haven't seen – now, I am admittedly purposely not reading much about it. <laughs> there you because go. Because uh, there's just – I just don't think it's – I don't think there's any learnings happening in any of these conversations, sure. unfortunately. Um, I don't like the optics of a white male who is the head of Kirkus mm-hmm. telling a Muslim woman to rewrite her review and to revoke the star. Yeah. And I don't want to take her away, take away her agency here. Has she spoken about this? Do you know? The I reviewer? don't think so. The reviewers are anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't believe okay. so. Um, so that the optics of that are striking me as like so strange. And again, I don't think anyone's talking about that. Like, so not only did a, a trade, a, a review journal retroactively change their review and revoke a star, but also it feels to me like the heavy hammer of a white man came down and made a Muslim woman change her review. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, so weird. There, somebody interviewed the editor of Kirkus. Um, and you know, it, it sounded like he was trying to say, they went back to the reviewer and said, would you like to take another look at this bearing these things in mind? Mm -hmm. And that the reviewer, you know, agreed to do this. But I think as we've all learned recently, people who are not in positions of power often agree to things that are not what they want to do. Right. Because they feel like they have no choice. Yeah. I'm not trying to compare the editor of Kirkus to Harvey Weinstein. I'm just saying <laughs> this is something that happens where, yeah. you know, you, you feel like you have no choice but to agree and to make it convincing. You're, you, you know, yeah. to, to make it seem like, yes, I'm happy to do this. When you're really not happy to do it, you're just doing it to get along. Yeah. So in one of these, in one of these articles, again, there's an interview with the editor of Kirkus. And the question was asked, and these are the exact words. When I ask if the book star was revoked explicitly and exclusively because it features a Muslim character seen from the perspective of a a white teenager, Smith, that's the editor of Kirkus, pauses for only a second. Yes. I I have to admit, I was gobsmacked by that. Yeah. And Kirkus gave Bang 
yep. a star. Mm-hmm. Bang has a Muslim character seen through the eyes of a white teenager. Yep. I'm waiting for them to revoke my star. I know. I'm also wondering, is this only applicable to Muslim characters? If I write a book with a gay character seen through the eyes of a straight character, mm-hmm. will I not get a star? If I write a book where a black character is seen through the eyes of a white character, an Hispanic character, a woman seen through we the eyes it, of a yeah. man? Like, what? Like, I'm what? Where, no, 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 where no, is I, this? Listen. Wh- I, I, I would like to know what the guideline is. The YA industry, for people who are listening who are not in it, is an incredibly weird place right now. And I think a lot of people are just opting out of discussions because they're so the risk of provoking the ire of YA Twitter yeah. is too, it's too great. I mean, and we, we should say, you know, we discussed whether we should even talk about this, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And, uh, and I also want to clarify, like neither of us have read the book. Yeah. At this point, I'm actually super not interested in what the book is about. <laughs> right. We're, explicitly focused on the fact that Kirk has revoked a star right, right. based on essentially Twitter outcry. Yes. And you know, I, I can't think of another industry where that would happen. I mean, like has there ever been a movie that's been released and then Well, I I mean, to n- not to mention Harvey again, but there is chatter about is it possible to take his Oscars away? Wow. You know? Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't know. And and again, like that's one of those things where I'm like, yes, he did aberrant, horrible things, but he won them fair and square. Well, but also like, there's a whole bunch of other disgusting there's men. There's all who have sorts done of other people things. who've done yeah, horrible uh-huh. I mean, and, and, again, and again, then as with Kirkus, where do you yeah. where, where is your line drawn? Right. Like, uh-huh. What so what rape other is sins unacceptable, are there? but but XYZ is acceptable. anti-Semitism's exactly. okay. Like, like right. what, what's okay? What isn't okay? Right. Yeah. You know, tell no, me. No, but I'm just trying to think of like, like, okay. So entertainment weekly gives a movie right. an A rating. Sure. And then a community decides that the movie is terrible and should not exist. Right. Is entertainment weekly going to revoke that A rating? Right. Or are they going to go back and revoke A ratings for Shakespeare in Love? Right. Yeah. I've just never seen any of this happen. So it's it's, really weird. We're treading new ground. It's strange. And I was thinking about it and I was like, there are other, there were other ways to handle this. I feel like for Kirkus. I mean, I feel like, you know, they, they could begin sort of a, a, a policy of maybe having secondary reviews. Yeah. Like why not, why not say, oh, you know, this book really touched a nerve. Let's have another review. Yeah, yeah. You know, and their first review could still stand, but you yeah. could have another point of view. You could have somebody mm-hmm. somebody else look at it. Um, and I realize, you know, space is precious and, you you know, they don't have enough room probably to review all the books they want to review one time, much less two times. Mm-hmm. But that's what the web is for, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I feel like there were different ways to handle this. I just, it feels very strange. Review sources are supposed to be authoritative review sources but, are supposed to by which i don't mean no, no, they're no. right but they're supposed to have an opinion right they're supposed to have a point of view they're supposed to say this is where we stand we believe x mm-hmm. at this moment they're not supposed to go back and edit that but this is what we're seeing now this is like the dismantling of authority essentially in this country right and in this world like uh this is what we see. So like someone, you know, if you look at the Trump administration or the whole Trump movement, the one of the driving forces behind it is no, you guys aren't in charge anymore. Right. It's we the people in charge and we're going to make you change everything. Um, 
And with Twitter, I feel like that's a lot of what's happening is uh, basically like, okay, Kirkus, as an example, you were the authority, but we don't think you are anymore. And what we say as a collective group on Twitter is either equally or now more important than what your single anonymous reviewer says. And we're going to make you change your business structures as a result of that. Yeah. Anyway, lots of fascinating things happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is an ongoing thing. I mean, this is not, um, you know, this has happened twice now. Mm -hmm. Um, Not the changing of a review, but, you know, this sort of outcry for a book of this sort. Um, and this has happened twice now in the course of six months or so. I'm very, very curious to see where it continues to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was speaking somewhat tongue-in-cheek before when I said I expect them to revoke Bang's star. But I honestly yeah. would not be surprised if it happened. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I don't know if they're going to go back to March right, and yeah. go, hey, wait a minute, remember that other book? But, again, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, and just as a sidebar, like... I'm so over Twitter. <laughs> it's so toxic. It used to be such a fun place. And just so people know, don't send hate mail. She's not saying specifically no, no. YA Twitter or specifically this issue. She's speaking generally yeah. about Twitter. But it's everyone is looking for a fight all of the time. Yeah. And I, I'm actually um, attending a conference next week. And one of the sessions I'm going to be leading is called, Has Trump Killed Twitter? Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, my answer is yes. Um, and I have the receipts, by the way. But uh, anyway, it's just, it's tough. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I used to love YA Twitter. And it's not even that I hate it now. It's just that I find, A, there's so much less of it because of politics. Right. And B, what there is of it is just people raging. And I I, I just don't have the mental capacity to deal with it. Right. Yeah. You, Which I, is a for, certainly a form of privilege. Yeah. But like. I mean, I've said before that. You know, one of the problems I have with social media in general, but Twitter specifically, is I just feel like it's people yelling at me all the time. Yeah, that's how it feels now. <laughs> it know? used to be really fun jokes and, and, and quips. And, and I mean, I like the fact that we can communicate about important things as well as frivolous things. I was going to say, like, I appreciate it for the news yeah. and for the resistance, but like, but, but everything I, else I just, just feels harmful now. I feel like now. everybody's screaming at me all the time yeah. and I didn't do anything, right, right. <laughs> you know, but they're still screaming at me, <laughs> uh, which maybe means I need to curate my timeline better, but life is too short again and I don't have a lot of energy these days. Um so yeah, that's it, it. It's a very strange time, and I'm very curious to see how this how this continues to develop, um, and and to see what people have to say about it. So on something we can all agree with, or all agree about rather, um, Raina Telgemeier, mm-hmm. a, a, a wonderful person mm-hmm. that we know, who is a, a nice person and a, and a lovely, talented, incredibly talented graphic novelist author. Yes, um, she's had a graphic novel banned in Texas. Well, no, just a certain school district. In Texas. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I, don't, I didn't mean in the well, whole. Well, first state, of all, yeah. Smile is on the Banned Books Week yeah. list every year. I'm I'm always shocked by the things that are uh, that are banned. Um, it always catches me off guard because uh, so many times it is just the most innocuous, harmless things. I mean, you know, like uh, the absolute part, the absolutely true. Diary. Diary of a part-time Indian yeah. was banned in places uh, apparently because of, of uh, mature content. Like, there's literally a paragraph where the kid says that he likes masturbating. Right. Like, like 
that's it. Like it's the it's the most it's the most it's the weakest sexual content you could possibly imagine, and people banned it. And now Raina's book drama being banned because there are two boys who maybe kind of like each other. Like it's not even an explicit thing. Like it's I mean. So uh, this is where our backgrounds, people, this is where our backgrounds really affect our perception of this. I I work in corporate communication, so I get a lot of customer complaints. So like, this doesn't surprise me at all. Right. I know. People like to be, people like to be offended. Yeah, I know. It's like when Manga Man got, was challenged out in uh, Washington state uh, last year, um, where a mother complained because of the sex scene, which isn't a sex scene right and it has no nudity yeah but she said it had nudity and it was a sex scene and i'm like this is two kids who decide not to have sex yeah and 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 there is no nudity and it's just uh, yeah i always think of um so i'm like a closet pat benatar fan and by closet I why mean, closet i was just saying i'm not closet where proudly um i've seen her like an embarrassing number of times but that's because she always plays in the casinos and my parents work in the casinos and yada, yada. anyway so she once told a story of how, um, before my time, no, it was in the early 80s, uh, her song Hell is for Children yeah. came out, and it's about child abuse. Right. Well, the country went freaking crazy. I remember this. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this. And so she's telling us the story on stage, and she's like, I don't understand. Like, all they had to do was Listen read to the, lyrics. the lyrics. Right. And they would see that I'm anti-child abuse, not pro. Right. And yet I literally had a faction of this country thinking that I was singing a song pro-child abuse. Right. So, yes, people are not smart, Barry. I know. I know. I know. And it just constantly slaps me in the face. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. you got to get out of the house more. This is this is true. This is a true <laughs> fact. I do need to get out of the house more. <laughs> I'm in the house a lot. Um, all right, I want to move on from, from writing and censorship and horrible things like that to, to a cheerful topic like people having children. And how it makes them miserable. Oh. <laughs> there, there has been a study um, that says that, that having kids does not make people happier. It does not bring spouses closer together. Uh, the research shows that couples of kids show a dip wow. in relationship satisfaction over time that is twice as steep as couples without kids. Damn. Yeah. And this got me thinking. Um, this got me thinking about about happiness in marriage and happiness with kids. And I realized that if your satisfaction in your relationship drops yeah. after you have kids, then the success or failure of your relationship depends on how happy were you before you had kids. Right, yeah. Because if you were at level 100... And you're going to drop 50 points, yeah. you're still at 50. Right. But if you were at level 50 yeah. and you drop 50 points, you, you bottom out. Yeah. And I just wanted to say publicly that we were really, 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 really super happy before we had kids. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like, I feel like we're going to be okay. All right. And I just want well, our listening audience to be confident in that. I was thinking about how it's funny. Like I've read somewhere a long time ago. This is very vague. Sorry. That people in this country are like obsessed with happiness. Yeah. And am I happy enough? And and like what a you know what a first world privilege it is to be like should i take a sabbatical from my job and see if i'm happy enough you know what i mean right. like i'm searching for i'm happiness. gonna take a happiness inventory yeah yeah and it's like i don't know what does that even mean like well you know dennis leary famously yeah in uh 
in his one man show, No No Cure for Cancer, he talks about this and he rants about how angry he is at all these people who are like, I'm not happy. I wish yeah. I was happy. I'm not happy. And he goes, he says, fuck you. <laughs> Says happiness is not something you experience all the time. Yeah. Happiness is in little bites. Yeah. Happiness is having a great cheeseburger. You know, mm-hmm. happiness is 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 a good day on the golf course. Like ha- happiness is not something that you experience holistically yeah, like you all don't, the time. You don't journey towards happiness and then stay there. Right. In perpetuity. Right. Like happiness happiness happens in little bite-sized chunks, yeah. you know, throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, he's a comedian. He was trying to be funny. Yeah. But I think there's a point in that. I think there's a, a definite point to that. I mean, if and I think that, again, you know, if you're obsessed with happiness and you're sort of looking at every minute of every day. Right. Am I happy enough? Try, am figuring I, out, yeah. am I happy? Am I happy enough? You know, am I happier than I was five minutes ago? Yeah. You know, what's going to make me happier five minutes from now? Then, yeah, like, you're going to be miserable. Well, and also, like, you'll never get anything done. Well, that's true, Because you're constantly inventorying your level of happiness and since you'll probably never be satisfied with it, then you're going to keep jumping. I mean, I'm being very vague here, but maybe you keep jumping then to new things right. and never accomplishing anything because you're trying to find happiness. You don't stick with anything long enough to let it make you happy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, there is. Um, but, uh, you know, just speaking of this quote unquote research, I don't see any studies here, but uh, I mean, obviously having kids is going to bring you both happiness and despair yeah but it's not talking about just whether you're happy or not it's talking about your satisfaction in your relationship, in your relationship yeah specifically you know yeah. not about like overall in your life but specifically yeah. the relationship between the parents yeah is talking about okay and saying the quality like, of the relationship goes down because of the kids which makes perfect, makes perfect sense. sense makes perfect you're sense you're short on time you're short right. on energy yeah. yeah you're short on patience uh-huh. i mean you know and 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 i think that and again, I think that it really does depend then on yeah. how how tight were you, how happy yeah. were you together, sure. how satisfied were you with your relationship before you had the kids, because yeah. that's sort of your baseline, yeah. and that and that determines what you can snap back to, sure. yeah. you know, and uh-huh. and how far and how much tension you can take before something is going to break. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, and that's why I mean, just thinking about this, that's why when people are unhappy and decide to have kids to save to their save relationship, yeah. it, it doesn't work. Right, it doesn't work because you're starting from a really bad yeah. place, and it only goes down from there. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't seek happiness is really what we're saying. Well, and live also, your miserable, sad little <laughs> lives and be grateful for it. <laughs> This message brought to you by Morgan Baden, my wife. (laughs) All right. What are you reading, sweetheart? Or what do you recommend? Oh, guys, I'm so obsessed with Tana French right now. There you go. I just want to, first of all, I want to give a shout out to ebooks. I'm, because her books are long and heavy. So I was I was actually complaining in at work today that I'm so obsessed with the current Tana book that I'm reading, but it's only bedtime reading because I cannot cart this book around. Yeah, I don't have the back strength. Right. So anyway, um, I'm reading Faithful Place. Okay. And what happened was um, I'd always you know for a year plus I'd really been like I should read a Tana French book. She gets rave reviews. I know I have friends who read her. Uh, I asked on Twitter, guys, should I read Tana French? Which one should I start with? Um, and and Twitter old, said, how dare you mention Tana French? <laughs> an old um, 
colleague of mine gave me some recommendations. I don't remember which the what the first one was that I read, but I think I, I bought it on my Kindle, read it, and was like, that was fantastic. I told you you should read it because yeah. they are mysteries. And um, well, the funny thing about it is when you mentioned you were reading Tana French, yeah. I told you, oh, my God, I've been meaning yes. to read her yes. forever. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's funny. Yeah. So I'll, I will borrow those books. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, so I, I bought that one and read it. Yeah. And then there was a yard sale across the street and there were two hardcover, beautifully in perfect condition, um, Tana French books. So I bought like the two of them for a dollar or something like that. And they've been hanging around for a couple of months. And I started Faithful Place, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. First of all, I dream about it. Like, she just, God, she just dives right into a story. She does not let you breathe. You are just in it immediately. She's Irish. And um, both books I've read so far take place in Ireland. And, like, I, like I'm hearing Irish accents. It, it's, yeah. She is really talented. So, anyway... Um, I'm not kidding. Like we're filming this, we're recording this right now. And for the past hour, I've been like counting down to bed so I can go read a few pages. Wow. <laughs> so yes, Faithful Place, ton of French. Cool. You? Um, I, so I've got this secret project that I can't talk about yet mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm beginning work on shortly. And all I've been doing for the past like three weeks is doing research for it. Yeah. Um, and I can't talk about yeah. it because. But the publisher sent you a ton the of books. The publisher sent me a ton of books to read. Um, and, uh, and I, I read all of them and I, I literally can't talk. I like, I've signed an NDA. Like I can't Uh talk about it, unfortunately. Um, but if everything pans out right this time next year is going to (laughs) be awesome. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been reading. Um, but I'm done actually. I finished recently and I'm like, Oh, I could actually probably start reading a book. So Mm -hmm. I need to. I need to uh, figure out something I want to read next. Well, if anybody has any suggestions, shoot them over. You, you can um, take the ton of. Oh, I could take. I'm almost ton. done. You're almost uh-huh. done. Okay, good. good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for us this week. We are going to go celebrate our daughter's third birthday. We are preparing for her third birthday. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, there will be no tantrums during God. the party. That would be a cliche. Yeah. And I do not want that cliche in my life. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the tantrums will be reserved for before and after. Uh, and, and yeah, that should be a lot of fun. By the time y'all are listening to this, she will be three years old. We'll be done with it. We'll be past it. The cake will have been eaten. It'll be over one way or the other. And frozen decorations will be lying in tatters all around our house. <laughs> yes. Anna and Elsa everywhere. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for listening. We are going to do our damnedest to be back in two weeks. Um, hopefully I will be up for it. Um, thank you very much for listening. We will see you all again soon. Please come to the website, writinginreallife.com. Leave comments. Look at our show notes. Follow us on Twitter at WIRL Podcast. And you know the scoop. Go over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We live for the reviews. Thanks a lot. <laughs>